Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts, specialised experts. Real people who love this stuff, with real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder or step out in that streetwear, you'll realise that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn are back to launch the next global fashion brand in Making the Cut. In this new original series from Amazon, 12 designers from around the world compete for the opportunity to take their brand to the next level. New episodes available every Friday. Watch Making the Cut. Only on Prime Video. I had opportunities for four major campaigns after the shows and not one happened. It seems to me that um, for a few seasons now, there's been a cloud over fashion. I've been saying for a while that it's beginning to me to feel repetitive. If we don't have things like extravagant fashion shows. The image-making machine of fashion might revert to things like magazines, the way it used to be. I'm not a really ever a great believer of things going back to how they were. Maybe it will make the world appreciate beauty, appreciate how beauty is created, how it should be treasured, you know? Hi, this is Imran Ahmed, founder and CEO of The Business of Fashion, and welcome to the BOF podcast. This week, editor-at-large Tim Blank sits down with Sam McKnight to understand how the current situation of the coronavirus pandemic is impacting him and creative people throughout the fashion industry. Tim spoke to Sam as part of one of our BOF Live events. If you're interested in learning more about these events, visit businessoffashion.com events. In the meantime, here's Tim Blank's and Sam McKnight, Inside Fashion. Sam and I uh, 
had known each other for many years in so many different capacities. And it's very, it's extraordinary that in this extraordinary time, I mean, it's appropriately extraordinary in this extraordinary time that we get to talk together like this. So, um, Sam, hello. Hello, Tim. How are you? I'm good. I'm um, complete. I'm just nervous and I feel I've got butterflies all the time. I I just, this this situation, the the world is just making me incredibly nervous. But uh, the sun is shining and the garden looks beautiful. And I know that your garden is your happy place. Yeah, it is. I'm very lucky to have that. I, I, I realize how lucky I am to have that. I really do. Um, that I'm not stuck in a flat with lots of children. And, and, you know, I mean, I really feel for some people it must be really, really tough. But, I mean, being very selfish, I'm actually, I have, I've been alone for, what, eight days, something like that now, day eight. But I'm actually, I've, I've, I've taken a leaf out of my garden, if you like. I have, um, I have slowed down and I feel like I'm, I'm not fighting it, you know, it's, it, it will be over. And I'm actually really enjoying the not traveling, the, this, the whole slowing down process, because, you know, taking the leaf out of the garden, as I said, I'm repeating myself already. Um, when you, when you are a gardener, when you are involved in a garden, you, you have a, it gives you a different perspective on things um there are seasons the seasons sometimes they're very slow to emerge but the seasons always come so there's a lot of hope there and and what an incredible lesson for fashion that that if we slow ourselves to a natural rhythm there's a future there's a a very different kind of future from the future we would have imagined three or four months ago where everyone was stuck in this incredible cycle of just you know this crazy old merry-go-round yeah yeah you know yeah um and having that garden that you have which is one of the wonders of west london to be able to step out into that and see all that beauty just coming up in a natural sort of you know man had nothing to do with that that's all nature well, it's not all nature. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's nature. It's nature and nurture. There's a lot of nurturing. There's something about having a garden which just seems so like everything you've ever learned in your work, you can turn and marry it together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Externalize in this. So your yeah. garden becomes, when you're long gone, your garden will be a monument to the. Um, Hairdressing. <laughs> <laughs> My cocktail. What can I say? Oh dear, yeah. But getting getting to the work. Where were you um, in your professional life when um, COVID nineteen um, interrupted the rhythm of the world? Well, we were we mm-hmm. were actually just coming to the end of our Fashion Week, weren't we? In in Paris. Because we'd been in Milan and then we came to um, Paris, and I, I think I did one day's work after that, and that, that's that was it. When did you and when did you become aware of this insidious thing that was settling over us? At what point during the season did it become clear that we were about to deal with this complete catastrophe? 
Well, we were quite cl- we were quite clear. I remember from the beginning of London Fashion Week, because at the beginning of London Fashion Week, I I was actually saying I would be very surprised if Milan and Paris go ahead, but they did go, they did go ahead. And what were your what was your feeling about that? Did you think that was kind of well, 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 like everyone else, like like everyone else? It's it, in retrospect, it's easy to say, oh, da, 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 da. but in fact, at the time, you think, well, okay, they know what they're doing. It's fine, you know. Yeah. It's okay, I mean, it's it's definitely it's definitely this thing is really big. This thing that's happening in China is really getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, is this the right thing? And uh, we had to. Um, we had to have uh, we had to see a doctor before we went into the Chanel show, and then it seemed a little more serious. And after that, it moved pretty quickly. But it's 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 an odd it's an odd feeling. It seems to me that um, for for a few seasons now, there's been a cloud over fashion, and and you uh, think how how do you, how do you mean? I, I just feel I feel financially, I mean economically, the the. The industry was uh, challenged, and you kept hearing about um, businesses not doing well, and and um, there was a little bit of smoke and mirrors uh, happening. Um, you know, I think that's always been a condition in fashion that it is an industry that that presents an image um, of. Uh, well, that's uh, what it's about. It's an image. Yeah, confidence and beauty. Yeah. And, yeah. And and it hasn't obviously that's not always the case. It, but it did feel to me, in, in my capacity, that that, that it, it things were just getting a little bit more twisted and complicated, and and um, and there was a sort of Darwinian thing beginning to emerge that these businesses would survive, these businesses wouldn't. Department stores weren't doing well. This store was doing well. That store wasn't doing well. This designer, that designer, you know, and. This is what people love now. Um, it's all about social media, whatever. That, all the goalposts are kind of moving all over the place. And then when this happened, it did feel to me a little bit like, you know, it, all of, it, I think for a long time people have felt something's coming, you know, with the climate crisis. Do you think people have wanted something to come? I too. It's not just a feeling, maybe is a, is a, a general something needs to give here. I, for- yes. I've been saying for a while, I mean, this is my age too. Um, I've been saying for a while that it's beginning to me to feel repetitive. You know, is that there's, the, there's the shows, the, the magazines coming every three months, which is already dated, but there's a, there's a kind of repetition and you feel for a while that there needs a feeling of recalibration somehow. Well, the reset, that's what, you know. The reset, yes, the reset. The, the same as, I, I, I keep equating it to my garden, but it's kind of, you know, in winter things die down and then and then things grow back. So there's, there's always that constant feeling of renewal. And I'm being very positive about this and feeling that this, what I'm going to take away from this whole period is a definite feeling of renewal. And I think that's probably what's going to happen. And that, that need, yeah, and that needn't be a bad thing, you know. I, th- I think that I, I, I think that what, what so many people were saying is that there was just too much. It had all become so excessive, um, and I agree with that. That there was a sense of an unsustainable. 
It's quite. It's interesting to hear you to using the past tense. There was. Yes, it's my weird optimism. Well, but that, that, I think that's amazing. I, I think that's really great because that suggests hope and renewal to me. I think we're a long way from that. I think there's a very there's 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 quite a a dark period to go through before we actually. But I think having those thoughts of hope and renewal at the end of that is we need that too. I I want to talk to you about that um, in a after I finished that thought about um, the, the sense of the unsustainability of, of, of fashion, the whole, all of it, all of it, the, the exploitation of natural resources, the, the, the whole image making machine, the content generation, the, this strangely, this distracting, this thing that just seemed to be designed to distract people from, um, uh, what we what we needed to be thinking about, and fashion was coming around to that with with discussion of things like circularity and localization. Localization now seems incredibly um, relevant for the fashion industry, with everybody's far flung production facilities closed down. Um, you just see that we might be reaching a point where people will only be able to work locally. Um, well, I've been saying for years that, you know, it's going to be about tailors, dressmakers and cobblers in your village. But that is my very kind of post-apocalyptic vision of not fa- not just fashion, but the world. Um, the, the idea of um, the, uh, the optimistic aftermath of all of this, you know, I just said to you, if we don't have things like extravagant fashion shows, um, the image, image-making machine of fashion might revert to things like magazines, the way it used to be. Now, you weren't so sure about that. I never, I'm not a really ever a great believer of things going back to how they were. You mm. know, I, I don't... Yeah, that's, I, I use the word back. I should say forward. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, going forward, there's definitely, there's definitely room for new ways of looking at things, that's for sure. But I don't know. I, I feel that I feel that the magazine thing is, is really dated now. It, it, it is. And there, of course, there's room for it, but maybe not how, how we knew it. Why do you think it's dated? Um, I've, been, I've been kind of really... <sighs> what can I say? I, 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 you have the feeling that lots of things just look the same. You know, that goes that goes all the way through it. And I think I'd be really interesting to see how the film world develops after this, because I think fashion films have been trying to be really, really interesting for, for, for a long time, but they haven't quite hit the button. Like I keep thinking you keep thinking back to the sort of glory years of film when it first began 100 years ago or you know, the turn of the last century, 100 odd years ago. And you feel like the fashion world um, needs, to, the fashion film world needs, a, needs an awakening. Does that make sense? I, mm, in, in the way that the fashion illustration world could be revisited, in the way that, no, I think that just the, 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 the general idea of the fashion image um, you know, you say all magazines look the same. That's because all magazines focused on 
the same outfits that were released yeah. by the yeah, same yeah, yeah. designers. Yeah. Um, Listen, that's a big sweeping statement. All magazines don't look the same, but the medium of magazines is, you know, it's been the same for many, many years. And it, it's, it's maybe about some group of young people coming along and creating a new medium, which maybe, it maybe just isn't the still image. Well, well, because I, I, I love, you know, if you look at the glory days of Harper's Bazaar or the uh, uh, Franco Sozzani's Italian Vogue or, or when, yeah. when fashion image making was pure and it, and it was about gorgeous images, uh, almost the, the, whatever the, the actual piece of clothing was, was almost um, um, irrelevant to the... Yeah art yeah. direction and the photography and the pose and this sort of perfect representation of, of what people call the fashion dream. Um, I could imagine, and, and hair and makeup was an art and, you know, you were part of all of that. But all, the, all those things are still, they're, they're still incredibly creative. But I could see a, a rebirth rather than going back. I could see yeah. a renaissance of, especially if we don't have the more kind of conventional content generator like the fashion show. If that does happen to change, that whole situation has to change. I could see um, fashion film. Um, yeah, I, I could. I could see. I could see a lot of things running along the same tracks, but I do love a really fantastic fashion magazine. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? For me, I got a chef-grade range recently, and now I'm cooking new things every single night. Seriously, no cuisine is off-limits. The point is, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. I can picture myself with a car full of groceries, cruising down the highway, soaking up the sun with the available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Ah, pure bliss. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. 
They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts. Specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Oh, yeah, me too. I, and I love a fantastic fashion show. So may, maybe everything needs to be more distilled and less, less sort of, less, I don't know. You, you feel that you almost want a new sort of, um, a new aspiration and almost a new, is ex- exclusivity such a sort of dirty word these days, but there's something about the old order that where that was very um that was a very beautiful thing that yeah. you couldn't actually have something you know so it was aspirational yes but it's almost been so democratized that it's worthless does that make sense oh my god this is what I, this is what i find more and more more and more conversations with with designers with photographers whatever that the, whoever the notion of restoring the idea of preciousness to fashion that it's not this enormous I want it now I'll have my one pound bikini I'll wear it I'll throw it out you know that, that all of that insane waste and 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 exploitation that if, if you bring back the notion of, of value and and you refresh people's memory about what value what that's the word about yeah what value means that value is craft yeah. Yeah. value is imagination value is ingenuity yeah. value is creativity that value is something you treasure um it's precious and a piece of clothing can embody all of that because it's yeah. actually something it's all about you know people have been talking about the hand the human hand a lot then you find that that and and the kind of idea of craft has been reborn. That's been that's been happening for a while. A while, yeah, a while. And then you have something like this, which completely, like COVID nineteen, completely, it completely spotlights that. You know, but, but I I think that for for people like you and um, and all the wonderful makeup people you've ever worked with, and the work you did in those teams, um, the contribution. The, 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 the notion that, that, that fashion is, is a collaborative thing, mm. something that you all shared in those incredible moments when you were traveling around the world with amazing photographers and amazing models. But that still happens, Tim. There, there, are, there are really incredibly talented young hair yeah. and makeup people and young photographers out there at there the moment. Are. Absolutely. And stylists. And yeah. I mean, I think there's a wave of these guys that will see us through whatever happens after this and a wave of even younger ones to come. But I think, I think what's sad is this sort of the excess and disposability of things that has happened recently. But I think, I feel that was kind of coming to an end anyway, because like you said, everyone is bored of it. Everyone kind of had enough of it. And you know, fashion thrives on boredom onto the next 
context. But in the past, the previous stuff hasn't been quite so disposable. It's been more of an evolution rather than a sort of, you know, yesterday's fashion magazines are tomorrow's chip paper papers. I, I don't, I, I'm not explaining myself very well. The disposability of, of it is kind of disgusting. But, but, but that, that's kind of what was happening with everything, that the, yeah. the speed of everything was, the, the whole notion of the left behind, you know, that's what's been so big in populist politics, the, the left behind. Yeah, the yeah that's behind, true. Having, yeah. having their voice. Yeah. And that, that's all about the, the, this is ridiculous entropic speed that, that society moves so fast that eventually it just stands completely still. Yeah, yeah. And then actually what COVID-19 has done is has stopped everything. And maybe, maybe it will make the world appreciate special things, appreciate um, handcrafts, appreciate beauty, appreciate how beauty is created, how it should be, how it should be treasured, you know? Oh, I mean, I couldn't have said that better. But uh, at the same time, we know that there are hedge funds making billions of dollars from betting on the collapse of yeah. our economy. Of course. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that to me is pure evil. Um, that human greed is still uh, sucking the light and the life yeah. out of, out of yeah. everything. I mean, yeah. that's the change that I, that's the sort of fundamental change I would love to see that, that somebody who has a trillion dollars doesn't feel compelled to make another trillion dollars. Yeah. Because they're all, everybody's going to die. At know. the expense of someone else's trillion dollars. Yeah. But, but yeah. what the trillion dollars could do for the trillion people who have nothing and who of are. Of course. Of course. Yeah. It's a, it's a complete nightmare. Where fashion sits in that is um, uh, an interesting situation because um, we. What do we rely on fashion for? I've always relied on fashion for inspiration and joy, you know? I mean, you know, I, when I would buy lots of fashion in the 80s, I mean, buying the new Gaultier jacket would bring you joy every time you wore it and you'd wear it a lot, you know? And do people still get that? Do you still get joy from buying something? I mean, but then, then you would buy something like that once, once a season or once or twice a season. It was precious. It was precious. And there weren't, there weren't very many of them. You know, yeah. it was massive. You were the only it was yes, exactly. Yeah. And that, 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 that is the idea that we're talking about restoring, you know, bringing back the notion that that's something that people have worked on, that thought about, you know, created yeah. with other yeah. people. And, and, that, and it didn't necessarily look like something else that they torn out of a magazine from 40 years ago. It, it really was a new way of looking at things. And they're all, they're, and that's what's so great about fashion because it can actually show you things in a new way. It can give you a new way of looking at something, you know? And I think that will be incredibly important in the months or years to come. Don't you think that we will be need to- I do, I think it's, I actually think it, I think it's a really exciting, it's a really, it's going to be a really exciting time. Yes, there are going to be dark days and dark periods, but I mean, you've got to always look on the bright side of life, really, don't you? Well, no. You I mean, fashion, fashion also is the eternal optimist, isn't it? I mean, the fashion magazines to be. In, in throughout history have 
brought optimism and joy through the letterbox or on the newsstand. That that's what they've been selling. And even if even if you didn't have access, that, that's what, what was always so interesting is that even if you didn't have access to what you were looking at, it was still wonderful to look at it. Yeah. And I think maybe that a little bit of that has been lost. And um, that's a challenge to restore that. But I did want to ask, how do you how you feel about hairdressing's place now as 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 probably the most the the best known hairstylist in the world, and the man who is um, see me blowing smoke. Um, <laughs> how do you feel about where where does hair hair hairstyling sit now in the whole fashion how 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 were you feeling about it before this happened and what could you see happening to it i mean if i just give you a prompt i'm thinking that the craft of what you do will be respected in a new way because well because it's something that's not going to be done by a machine or a computer anytime soon so I mean, the, the 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 little hands of hair and makeup are going to be needed. They're not going to be um, disposed of. And I was saying to a friend of mine who has a salon um, the other day, I, I I keep seeing all these people talking about cutting your own hair and, and women getting really panicked and stressed about how they should cut their own hair. We're only we're only locked down for a week or a few days, and you know, let let it grow for a bit. Take a chill pill. <laughs> don't get stressed. I mean, do not get stressed about cutting your own hair because if you cut your own hair, it's a disaster. The the stress will be much worse. Just relax. Just chill. And and these hairdressing salons are going to be so busy after this lockdown. Uh, there's going to be a hairdressing boom because. They can't, people can't do their own hair. There will be always a need for hair and makeup stylists for the whole team on a, on a fashion shoot. Is this the rebirth of the Tony Home perm, perm then? <laughs> I don't know. You need to talk to L'Oreal or someone about that. Remember you used to talk about those tight little perms that your mum and all, all her friends had, the little, the tight little curly perms that everybody had at a certain time in the past. My mum had one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. But um, you on um on March twenty first, you uh, reposted an Instagram by a woman called Lucy Johnson. She was basically she was calling out the government, the British government, for not really including services like hairdressing yeah. in um what were not not necessarily essential services, but but honest, honourable services to the community. And the, the, the beauty industry is a massive industry in this UK. It brings in billions. It generates billions of pounds. And um, someone asked me to, I didn't know Lucy Johnson, but someone asked me to, to repost it. And I read it and agreed with it. And I reposted it. And then Naomi reposted it. I mean, now there's a woman who supports the hair industry, you know, always has done. And um, I thought, Naomi... If, please, if you feel like it, repost it. And she did straight away, bless her. And um, so, because beauty is, it's crucial to some people. Okay, it may not be life or death, but it really is a crucial part of people's life. People spend a lot of money on beauty. And a lot of the beauty um, industry is self-employed. And the day when I posted that, that had not been addressed by the government. But it was very quickly after that. 
And so the comments from people who were losing their businesses and so on, now, now there's a better feeling in the community than how much of a community is hairdressing? Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a really incredible network and community that there's, um, there's an incredible camaraderie between hairdressers and rivalry too. If you ever go to the hairdressing awards, you'll see that in real life. And how do they treat you? Are you Yoda? Are you the Yoda of hairdressing or, or, or? Oh, I don't know. I'm the old man of hairdressing. That's for sure. Um, but, um, I mean, I've never really been because of what we do. We don't work in salons. We're, we're quite, we're quite alone. You know, we're not working with, um, we're not in the hairdressing industry. So it's, it's, it's only recently that our, um, photo shoot uh, branch of the beauty industries has been kind of included in that world. And that's a lot of thanks to Catherine Hancock, who started Creative Head magazine a few years ago and merged the salon world and the photo shoot world together. And I think that she's done that magnificently. But, the, the, you, you know, the industry has grown enormously. I mean, when I started doing this, there were probably six people in the world who done it, maybe 10. And, and now there are literally thousands. So it, it wasn't really an industry then. You know, how many fashion shows were there in the season? 20, not that many, I don't know, um, if that. And um, now it's, a, it's this huge, monstrous, merry-go-round monster that people can't get off. What happens now with... with- COVID, with COVID-19, what happens to hairdressing? You said there are thousands of people, there are thousands of livelihoods. Um, I don't know what's gonna happen to the to the fashion world and the photo shoot world. But let, let's see what happens, because we're only 10 days into this thing, so I don't wanna make any sort of predictions because we don't know. Um, but I keep getting options for things. People have been very optimistic. So I keep getting options for shoots that are probably not gonna happen. But so people are kind of trundling along. And I think people in the salon business, I, I would imagine the salon business will be booming when we go back because people will be rushing to the hairdressers um, like never before. So I don't know. Let's see how it goes. I don't know. What a perfect moment for a, a before and after story that when everybody comes racing back from there. It's so good, no? Yeah. Yeah, to, to, the, to the salon. Uh, so... You, you, you are being very optimistic. This is potentially an opportunity in a way that, that what I, ideally for everybody who works in fashion, for everybody who, who has ever been making beautiful things, styling beautiful things, making sure that they look as good as they possibly can for you know, the global audience, um, this might remind people of what they love about fashion that when when they are i mean how how long is it is say there was an enormous lockdown and you say you have options now presumably you've been working right up to this point so you've been doing hair for fashion shoots that would be coming out over the next how 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 much do magazines have in the bag then if this goes i don't know but i know i know i had options for four major campaigns after the shows and not one happened not one so uh, i I guess there's going to be a shortage of 
campaigns this season, which makes me think maybe there'll be a shortage of magazines. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm not. I'm. Not. You'd have to ask Edward Daniel about that. Uh, you'd have to ask Edward. But um, I think that I. You know what? Edward's doing such a great job. These guys will rise to the occasion. You know. I just wonder if there'll be a lot of stuff that doesn't make it. You know. Yeah. A lot of stuff that doesn't. And that that's sad. You know. And there's also the interesting point that if people get used to not looking at fashion in the way they were used to looking at it, whether they will fall out of the habit of looking at it in that way, whether... Well, there's a lot, there's a lot of small independent magazines that, that really operate on a shoestring, you know? Now, but maybe they'll be okay because they operate on a shoestring. Maybe, maybe they'll be fine and people will still work for free and, 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 yeah. and that kind of stuff. So I don't know. It will definitely be a, a, um, it'll be a great leveler, won't it, really? Yeah, for everybody, everything. Have you ever thought of it as a moment where you could just say, you know what, I love my garden. I'm, I, I don't want to live with the stress anymore. I could just, I could happily go and potter for the rest of my life. And um, Oh, no, I'd be really bored. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, I, I think for me now, this period, it's showing me more than ever that it's about balance. It's about, it's, it's what I, what I said last week to someone, it may have been you was it's, it's kind of, it's about fine tuning. And I could, sometimes I think, okay, why are we running around chasing our tails? Um, working seven days a week, sometimes, you know, 14, 16, 18 hours a day. Do we really need to do this? Does everyone really need to do this? Mm. And there's a great, there's a, there's a kind of movement recently uh, in some countries of um, working a four-day week and having three days off, which I, I'm thinking maybe this is a way forward. Maybe it's not about, you know, the old um, Andy Warhol saying about pop eating itself. Maybe we, we should stop eating ourselves and wake up and smell the flowers, you know, take a bit of time to, to do things for yourself and for your family. And, and you have the flowers to wake up and smell. I do, but I know I grow my own vegetables, which I know I'm just planting seeds now. And maybe it's about, it's about balance. That's all you can strive for really. Is it something that's fundamental as rediscovering our humanity, do you think? I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. Because we've kind of become machines, haven't we, really? So fashion will change. It was changing anyway, but this is definitely, this will, this will push it on much faster. And not a bad thing. Sam, thank you so much. Thank you, Tim. I hope I get to see the gardens soon. Oh, so do I, so do I. I hope somebody sees it. I'll, I'll, I'll be posting lots of pictures, so don't worry. <laughs> Instagram, what, at Sam? At Sam McKnight one yeah. It's Sam McKnight-1. Um, all right, lovely. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, give us a rating, and you might be interested in joining the Business of Fashion's global membership community, BOF Professional. Our members receive exclusive deep dive analysis, regular email briefings, as well as unlimited access to our archive of over 10,000 articles, our new iPhone app, biannual special print editions, and all of the online courses and learning materials from BOF Education. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.